0: TFA fam, what is up? What has happened? We are on to week six. So let's go ahead and get into the uh, wide receiver one rankings for this week. They are as follows. Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, St. Brown, Puka Nakua, Chris Olave, and D.J. Moore. Cody, hit us with your wide receiver one goodness. Yeah, I just want to talk
1: about Jamar Chase real quick. Obviously, you know, absolutely erupted last week, catching 15 of 19 targets for 192 yards and three scores. Now he gets the Seattle Seahawks, who have allowed the second most half PPR fantasy points per game to wide receivers. And that's even including a week four game against the Giants where they allowed 118 scoreless yards to the position if you watch this game last week burrow also looked good moving around the pocket so hopefully this is a good sign of things to come i think that it's obviously the still hanging in the background the ability for burrow to pick up this calf injury again because we are talking about a soft tissue injury But still, it was good to see. And I'm also expecting T. Higgins to stay out for this game. The Bengals do have their bye week in Week 7. That's obviously speculation on my part. But I would assume a dude with a fractured rib who was having trouble sleeping last week would not be in a huge rush to come back with the bye week, like I said, coming up the week after. So you can lock Demar Chase in for double-digit targets once again. And for everyone who is asking the question, Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua? The answer is yes. (laughs) The answer is just yes to that question. In Cup's first game back, he ran all but one route, and both the Rams receivers accounted for a 62% target share, which was 23 targets for 15 receptions, 189 yards, and a score that came courtesy of Puka Nakua. There's no reason to think this isn't going to continue, so both of these wide receivers are in the wide receiver one discussion going forward. DJ Moore has been on an absolute tear the past two weeks. It has helped elevate him to wide receiver 4.5 PPR points per game. His past two weeks aren't sustainable, obviously, but having said that, a matchup with the Vikings on deck, there's no reason to believe that he's not locked in for another top 10, 8, 5 type of fantasy day The Vikings have allowed the fourth most half PPR points per game to the position. And this game currently has a total of 44.5, which I think is too low. I think we see this total move up by at least a point by the time that Sunday gets here. And speaking of players on unsustainable tears, Adam Thielen would like a word here. Old Man Thielen has two top five finishes in the last three games. And like DJ Moore, here comes another fantastic matchup the Vikings are going to head to Miami as 13 and a half point underdogs and outside of the games against the Patriots and Giants aka offenses that aren't completely worthless the Dolphins have allowed at least one receiver in each of those other three games to go for at least 11 uh, half PPR points dealing is a strong option yet again in week six
0: yeah old man found a little juice in the tank so we'll see on that and then uh, you know, I don't know if people saw today, but Jerry Jones really should not ever be a GM. I mean, he was saying today that, you know, the CeeDee Lamb, he, he don't think he's been targeted too much. You know, I like throwing to the tight ends. Like, shut up, Jerry Jones. My like, uh, like you're an idiot. Like, no wonder the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since the 90s. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump over to the wide receiver twos, and they start off with Brandon Ayuk, Jalen Waddle, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Michael Pittman, Adam Thielen, Devonta Smith, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, Christian Kirk. Amari Cooper, and Jordan Addison. Cody, talk to me, sweet nothings, about the wide receiver twos.
1: Well, if we're talking sweet nothings, I know you're going to love this one. That is Calvin really finally showing signs of the elite status we saw in Week 1 against Buffalo and Week 5. Took in 7 of 8 targets for 122 yards, didn't find the end zone, but now he gets a matchup against Indy, who he torched in week one and finished as wide receiver six that week. So yeah, I think he's going to be a little bit more volatile than what we were hoping and expecting after week one. But he's still likely staying in your lineups on a weekly basis. And this does set up as a nice matchup again for him in week six. And I have I have nothing to to back this up. I have no stats or anything like that. But this just feels like the game where Devonta Smith finally has his day. It's a matchup against the Jets. He's wide receiver 30 in points per game. He hasn't done much. People aren't going to want to play him. So I feel like this just has like eight for 102 written all over it. Again, no stats to back it up, just more of like a a gut feel. So I just wanted to throw that one out there real quick. And then I like this spot for both Tampa Bay wide receivers going up against Detroit at home. We'll have to wait and hear what is going to happen with Mike Evans and his hamstring. It didn't seem like it was a serious issue. Then obviously they had the bye week last week, so expecting that he should be okay. But if he is out, this is going to put Chris Godwin just in a a, a fantastic matchup. But even if Evans is back, I think both of these guys could be in the wide receiver two discussion going up against the Lions team that is allowing the 15th most points per game to wide receivers. And then finally, out of the wide receiver twos, Two rookie wide receivers I love this week, Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers. With no Justin Jefferson, Addison is in a great spot to build upon his wide receiver 16 finish last week going up against the Bears team that is somehow only allowing the 11th most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. I was expecting that to be a little bit higher. Obviously, you're not going to shy away from that no matter what. And then uh, Zay Flowers getting a matchup against the Tennessee Titans, who are allowing the eighth most points per game to to the position. Odell Beckham left with an injury again. Rashad Bateman, as much as Kevin, I think you were a a fan of him coming out as a rookie too. And as much as I liked him, the, the, the dude has been cheeks. He had a touchdown that he just absolutely dropped went right through his hands last week. He had another big play down the the left sideline that he dropped as well and then he was seen hobbling off uh to the to the sideline after one of those plays. And then apparently he left the game without talking to any of the reporters. So Zay Flowers is going to be the only wide receiver that we're going to be interested in. We kind of said that going into the season as well, but I do like the spot that he is in going up against the Titans in Week Six.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to monitor things too with Deshaun Watson because if he's not able to play, then I'm going to, then that I'm gonna that I would make me lower Amari Cooper down right now, just kind of tentatively uh you know thinking that he could play coming off a bye but if he's not able to there's been some speculation that he wouldn't i believe they said pj walker would be the starting PJ walker i don't know how i feel about that against the 49er defense so uh i would probably lower down out to amari cooper down to a more of a low end wide receiver three if that's what happens so let's go ahead and jump over to the wide receiver threes we have marquise brown zay flowers nico collins garrett Wilson. Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Jacoby Myers, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, KJ Osborne, Joshua Palmer, and Jerry Judy. Wide receiver threes, Cody.
1: Hollywood Brown has three straight top 20 finishes, which, when you consider that he has Josh Dobbs throwing him the ball, is a testament to you know, how well he's been playing. Brown is top nine in air yard share, target share, and weighted opportunity rating. The Cardinals get the Rams this week. And although, you know, it's not a fantastic matchup, we did see, you know, some chinks in that armor with, with the, the game that AJ Brown had. This total is also sitting at 48 and a half points, which is tied for the second highest total of the week. Jacoby Myers has very quietly been a top 15 wide receiver and half PPR points per game through the first five weeks. I'm not worried about the matchup here. I just have no idea what, what Patriots team is going to show up. This is also McDaniels versus Belichick. Obviously, they know each other very well. So that's why he's a little bit lower here this week, despite playing very well through his first four games. I mentioned the spot that Jordan Addison is in that obviously also applies to K.J. Osborne here as well. I do like him. I'm just higher on Addison. It seemed like whatever Jefferson went down, that Kirk Cousins was looking more toward. Uh, Addison's way he obviously had the, the touchdown in that game last week but to start the year Arsborne has been more involved in terms of snap share and routes run so I still think he is viable as a wide receiver three like I said just I think more upside and more excitement surrounding Jordan Addison going up against his Chicago Bears team but the one thing that is going to be a positive is we can expect the target distribution to be very concentrated between those two TJ Hawkinson and then maybe a Brandon Powell Uh, appearance again he he started to get some run last week but I think it's going to be those three main pieces in the passing game and then the Eagles do give up production to wide receivers it puts Garrett Wilson in an interesting position but I think the Philly pass rush is just going to absolutely eat Zach Wilson alive. So, you know, I'd love to put Wilson a little bit higher here, but he's going to be a back-end three, even with the Eagles allowing the fifth most half PPR points per game to wide receivers. The Jets rank 27th in pass block win rate, while Philadelphia is sixth in pass rush win rate. So I just think Zach Wilson's not going to have any time at all to throw, and I could see this one going sideways really quick.
0: Yeah, I do I do not disagree with that assumption either. So um I, I will say this, uh, we'll have to see on Tank Dell here he in he concussion protocol this week. If he's not able to play, I think that kind of boosts Nico Collins up a little bit more if that's the case. But it still is a rough matchup. Marshawn Lattimore and, and, and company there in New Orleans against New Orleans. So uh, I still think Nico Collins is a fine wide receiver three. And then just a couple uh, you know, plays here past this that I would want to talk about guys that are more wide receiver fours or beyond. Rishi Rice is at a really good spot against the Denver Broncos. While he's not running a ton of snaps, his target per out run rate is still elite, 36%. Uh, he's definitely the best wide receiver that the Chiefs have. Right now and looks like the most explosive. Josh Downs is definitely in play. Gardner Minshew is going to be the quarterback here with Anthony Richardson suffering a grade three AC sprain. who'd likely gonna could possibly miss the rest of the season, but is at least gonna be out at least four to six weeks here with that with that injury as well. Uh so Josh Downs is definitely in play. His target share is starting to come up. And then Curtis Samuel is somebody that I have actually ranked as a top 36 wide receiver this week. Uh, you beat the Atlanta Falcons on the inside. He is in a great spot. Uh, Here within this offense, he scored 18 or more PPR points the last two games. I'm not nearly as high on Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. I think Curtis Samuel is the guy that I really want to play. He's running 70 of the of his routes from the slot, so really, really elite matchup for Curtis Samuel this week. So he is another player that I really like and and a really good spot this week. So you got any wide receiver fours you want to hit on?
1: No, it's funny because those were the exact three wide receivers that I was going to mention outside of the top 36, like. Name for name. Those are the three ones I had. Uh, the only things I want to add to that, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey was scheduled to practice today, but if they hold him back because of the ankle and being on the short week, that's going to bump up Rasheed Rice even more. I would think Kadarius Toney, you know, if you want to potentially kick yourself in the nuts, he could be uh, an option here as well. I did just want to mention with Josh Downs, he has had his best production under Gardner Minshew. Uh, he went eight for 57 on 12 targets in week three, obviously went six for 97 last week. And then with Curtis Samuel, back-to-back top 15 weeks, you were mentioning you attacked them in the middle. Their slot corner, D. Alford, is allowing the fifth most yards from the slot. So I was with you step for step on that one. I do just want to say if Tank Dell was able to clear the concussion protocol, I think he could cook. This New Orleans uh, secondary, this is an older secondary. So if he's able to make it back, I think this will be uh, end up being more of a tank Dell week versus Nico Collins. And then Michael Wilson, I think we mentioned him last week as a, as a deeper play. I think he bounces back in this game against the Rams. You know, it wasn't like his uh, snap share or anything went down like that. He just didn't see the target. So in this matchup against the Rams here, you know, we were talking about that total a little bit earlier. I, I think he could be in a in a good spot here as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. We are on the same page here with that. So that being said, let's go ahead and get out of here. Let's go ahead and get them Dubs this week. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. That would be very swell of you to do something like that for us. We'd appreciate it. We don't ask for much. We don't we don't try to sell you on a lot of things. So that's it. Just a little like, a little sub. It's all we need. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back again live on Wednesday night for our annual start Set. And then we will be live again on Sunday morning uh, to get you guys' line up ready as there as well. So we'll see you on the next one. Bye.